Mulling a move to a red state. Have what you want in mind before you start talking to a realtor and then listen to your realtor because your realtor knows the area. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host in life and co-host on this show, Glenn Tate. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, Shelby. Good morning. I'm, I've am i had caffeine. It's I good. I know. What kind of caffeine did we have? We had the I Miss America blend of our specialty coffee. I know. That's uh, Minuteman Coffee put that out, and I believe. They did, and you can buy some of that at our merch shack, which mm-hmm. is great if you check out our website at prepping2-0.com. We have lots of fun goodies as the holidays come up over there in the merch shack. Boy, we sure do. Well, Shelby, as usual, we do the top 100 things that go the quickest in a collapse, a list um, prepared by um, some Bosnian survivors, and they describe what, ha- what you know, flew off the shelves first. As you've said so many times, it's really a shopping list now. I remember a year ago looking at the list and thinking, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And now, as we're in the thick of things here in uh, late November, I'm like, yeah, I see that stuff's gone. So anyway, we're up to number 90. What is number 90 on the list? Number 90 is kind of a, a little patchwork of things. Oh, <laughs> <how> <laughs> you'll, you'll see what yeah, we're talking that's about. really clever. Screen patches, glue, nails, screws, nuts and bolts. Basically, connect our things to repair Fasteners. things fasteners and then screen patches I think that's interesting just your screens are going to get kind of destroyed as things happen but um, I will say you can see the full list again at our website prepping2-0.com in the lower right hand corner we're almost to 100. I know and then you know what we're going to do is we're just going to turn around and do it over again because in the past year and a half um We've forgotten things, and, and folks listening have forgotten things. We have so many new listeners every single things time. Things have changed. Things have changed. Well, lurkers. If you are a lurker, we need you to come out of the shadows. What's a lurker? A lurker is someone who listens to the radio show. Thank you very much, by the way. Or listens um, on the internet or via, you know, podcast, iTunes, blah, blah, blah. And they, they lurk and they say, I, I, two bucks a month to be a, a Patreon supporter. I don't know. That's a pretty steep hill to climb. I don't want to hear the after show in this case. I don't want to hear all the Patreon's very specific questions of the guest and all the guests great answers. Don't be a lurker, you guys. Don't lurk. Get the full thing. It's two bucks a month. And we have something new now. We're very this excited about so this. Fun. has been a huge hit. I thought this would be cool. I didn't think it'd be this cool. And that is... VBS, the video bonus shows. Not Vacation Bible School. Not Vacation Bible School, although it's very easy for me to go on Google Images and find something that says VBS and slap it on because it's always like a Vacation Bible School (laughs) sign. It's kind of fun. Anyway, those are, as the name implies, videos and they're bonus shows for Patreons at the $5 and up level. A whole bunch of $2 Patreons have converted to five. Thank you very much, by the way. We do videos on all kinds of things. We're going to do product reviews. We've done some things. We got into the dollar store and got kicked out, which was fun. Um, We do all kinds of guests that appear on video shows only. The KHNC radio show we're on, we do as a video. We record it and you show us the studio and all that. Anyway, check it out. Consider it um, $5 and up level video bonus shows. So we always want to talk about our great sponsors, too, before we get to our guest. And that is one of our great sponsors. We love them. EMP Shield. Yeah. They have created a device that will protect your device, generally your home or your car, from an EMP. Uh, Awesome products. Um, Encourage people to go check out their website from our website. If you go to prepping2-0.com and click on Friends and Affiliates, um, what's really cool is when you do checkout, um, use the code PREPPING2.0 and you'll get $50 off Mm -hmm. your order, which is kind of great. So encourage people to do that but let's get into it yeah here. let's we get to the guest that's what everyone wants that's to hear. what everyone wants to hear about want to introduce to you jared savick who is a relocation expert and by the uh, way i came up with that term he's too modest to admit it but that's what he is yeah relocation expert he's a realtor in the western montana area and so jared welcome to the show Hello, Shelby and Glenn. It's good to be on. Very good. So tell us about your background, Jared, and, and what you do real quick. 
So I, I am a relatively new realtor, but uh, but let me back up that uh, a little bit. I spent four years in the military and seven years with federal law enforcement and 14 years as an asphalt maintenance specialist before I married my, my current wife. And she got me involved in real estate. And I must say it's been the, the best move I've made yet. <laughs> Wonderful. And you're in the Kalispell area, if I recall. Yes. Yeah, we work in Kalispell, Whitefish, up to Eureka. Yeah, and we were recently, well, I don't know, six weeks ago in that area, of course, going to Glacier National Park. I cannot believe how amazingly, stunningly beautiful and cool Western Montana is. And I wanted to note how we met, Jared, and this is a cool thing for people to remember, and that is go to expos, go to things, prepper expos, where you physically meet people because... I met Jared there. We had this conversation. Uh, we ended up talking later. And that's how you meet all kinds of interesting people. And so I encourage that. And before I ask you some questions, I wanted folks to know that we did a past episode. The cool thing, this is episode 108. The cool thing with over 100 episodes is a bunch of topics have been covered already. And we can refer people back to old episodes. Encourage everybody to go back and listen to all the episodes. But episode 82 and this will be in the show notes. It aired on May 27th, 2020, and it was called Strategically Relocation for Preppers. And our guest was the the famous Joel Skousen, who wrote, you know, the Strategic Relocation book, which is kind of a uh, a Bible uh, for, for preppers when it comes to the topic about sort of which state to move and what to consider. So I, I suggest people go and, and consider that. But uh, one of the, the thing, I think, if I recall the conversation, Jared, the thing that got our conversation started was uh, you were talking about uh, how, no, somebody brought up to me that at first it was the Spokane area, eastern Washington and Post Falls, Idaho and Sandpoint, that was the place to go for preppers. And it kind of filled up. We'll, we'll talk about some details about what filled up means. Land prices went up and then everybody, by everybody, I mean sort of prepper relocators i don't know if they're really preppers but they're relocators refugees refugees <laughs> um started going up the panhandle in idaho and started filling up northern idaho up to boundary county and then somebody from boundary county said to me um yeah well now everybody's moving to montana and of course the everybody part we're going to deconstruct that and it's not as simple as that but my point is is, is there's this this uh, progression of where you know the the cheap land is. So um, are, are people, are you seeing an uptick in people moving to Western Montana? Yes, definitely. When the, when the pandemic hit in the spring and then the, the unrest that hit the West coast, we've seen a pretty good influx of uh, West coast people uh, moving in. There's uh, a fair amount uh of coming in from the East Coast, but the majority of them are coming in from the West Coast. Is it true? I mean, the big stereotype and you hear people in Idaho and Montana saying, you know, oh, Californians and stuff like that. I mean, is it a lot of people from California? You mentioned the West Coast or is it is it more spread out? You know, other states. We're getting a few from Oregon, a lot from Washington, and we're getting a lot from Southern California and then Central California. The the Northern Californians, they're they're pretty pretty much holding tight. Yeah, yeah, and so and um, it, what kind of like social reception are people getting um, that move from elsewhere? You know that is a that is a fantastic question, and everybody's. Uh, Everybody's going to feel a little bit different. As a native Montanan, I I look out and I see a lot of people that are living under the the rules of these other states, and I'm happy to see them come. I'm happy to see them get out of the the states that they're in. Uh, locally, a lot of the natives look at these incoming people as. Uh, they're welcoming them, but they tell them to leave their politics where they left. Right. And that's fair, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I think as long so. as they're welcoming. Our theory, and, and Shelby and I were talking about this this morning, because this is what we talk about, like over breakfast, because we're weirdos. Um, uh, I bet a lot of people coming to Montana, the Californians you mentioned, it would seem to me they're more likely than not either conservative or somewhat conservative 
is is and there's so there's very little chance of them bringing their nonsense with them is that accurate or are they a bunch of like left-wing lunatics they're the the ones that my wife and i deal with are primarily hard-working conservatives that are able to sell their place in california for a rather large sum of money and move up here uh we don't deal with the the ultra high income ones mm-hmm. the the ones a little bit more left leaning uh everybody that we've dealt with has been been really solid uh we usually get them in get them into the house and usually not too far after that we're either going to the gun store or we're building an ar with them yeah sweet <laughs> that's a great welcoming party right there yeah another friend of ours derek smiley who's um uh, been a guest on the show. He's been a host on our KHNC show. Mm-hmm. He's filled in for us. Uh, he moved from basically Lake Tahoe area in California. Very, you know, homesteader guy, very conservative guy. Moved to Idaho, um, closer to the Boise area. And uh, he describes how he he made a point of saying, hi, I'm from California. I'm not what you think. And he started hanging out and doing stuff. Um, and, and in great, you know, you mentioned going and building some ARs. I think nothing says like I'm one of you like that. But he put my point is, is he put some thought into how he was going to socially introduce himself. And of course, he he walks the walk. He and his wife, they they live the life. You know what I mean? They don't just this isn't a game for them. So um, I'm sure they have people out to their their new smaller, you know, homestead. And it's all about chickens and rabbits and gardens and stuff like that. So they're legit is my point. So, yeah, that's something for folks to consider. And it's my sense. Tell me what you think about this, Jared, that you should be conscious if you're relocating. You should be conscious of the social aspects, the political aspects. But don't become obsessed with it. Don't let it weigh you down. Don't try to like you know, spray paint over your California license plate the night you get there because you're afraid of getting caught. I mean, don't stress about it. Just be cool and upfront about it. And that'll go a long way. Is that accurate? So, so that's a great point. Uh, one of our, our friends here had to get a rental car and well, his truck was in the shop and his rental car had California plates. Oh, no. <laughs> And so he had a sticker in the back window that says, relax, Karen, it's a rental. <laughs> Sweet. Tara, don't tell those stories when I take a big sip you of coffee. You can't do that. Because I almost sprayed coffee all over this really expensive microphone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's awesome. No, so, good yeah. stuff. So let me ask you this, though, Jared. Um, and, I, and Glenn and I are asking some of these questions through because we were just in your area recently and we talked to a lot of people, the expo and all of that. Um, and it surprises us a little bit as we're talking to people in Sandpoint, Idaho. Um, several people said, yeah, there's no more land available in Idaho. Really? No more land? No more. Pro- no, really? It's affordable. But that's yes. affordable. And uh, now the yeah, we're having a look in, in Montana and it. Is there cheap land in cheap? You I mean, what, whatever yeah, that means. Define cheap. Yeah, define that. What's the availability? What does cheap mean? Can you kind of lay out kind of the landscape that's that's happening kind of in this area of the country? Right. So Montana is a in an, an enormous state, and you've got the Continental Divide that comes down, separates the western third from the, the eastern two-thirds. Uh, the eastern two-thirds, I really don't know anything uh, about. It's a lot of farmland. There are some great mountain ranges, some good elk hunting over there. Uh, a lot of it is very private. Uh, as far as prices over there, I don't even know what's available. Mm-hmm. But I do know this side in the Flathead Valley, cheap land is definitely not something you hear in the same sentence. Uh, <laughs> is, there avail- the, is there availability, though? There, There is availability. If, uh, if a person wants to come in with a... A hundred to three hundred thousand dollar budget, they can get into some 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 property, some bear land. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of my people that I get requests from, they come in, they they want to leave where they are, and they just can't afford to to get into anything here. Hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned um, Jared. You mentioned bear land, and and one of the other parts of our conversation we had uh, several weeks ago, and then this I found fascinating. So you've got bare land that would need to be developed. You would need to, among other things, you know, drill a well, or I guess there could be some surface water rights. 
Um, what what is the the regulatory climate of Montana? Uh, the, and the reason I ask that question is here in Western Washington, maybe not in our county because we're in a cool county. But if you are in many parts of Western Washington, if you have bare land and you think you'll just drill a well, a well and build a house. Um, you're out of your mind. It's going to take years of litigation in some cases. Seriously, just honestly, the, based yeah, on a true story, the. like what I do for a living. So it's really, it's a crazy gamble uh, in the place, well, part of the state that we're in to just say, oh, I'll just develop land. What is the situation in Montana? Because it seems to me that if it were relatively straightforward to develop a bear parcel, that would have a huge impact. That would open up so many buying opportunities that may not otherwise be there. So what's the deal in Montana? So the the deal here in Montana is that building a house, at least here in Flathead, it's it's actually very easy. Uh, you, you'll need a septic permit. Uh, you can go ahead and drill a well. Now, I've, the well drillers are very far behind and they are getting a pretty pretty hefty sum for the service that they provide. I went by the other day and a house that was almost near completion, and it was a probably a three or four hundred thousand dollar house. It was just getting the well drilled. Mm. I can't imagine putting all that money and effort cool. into it and then trying to put a hole in the ground to get your water. Yeah, that's some that's a cash buyer because I don't think a lot of banks would dig that, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And and cash buyers are, are actually, we're getting a lot of cash buyers right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, uh, well, let me ask this then, too. So, what is it, going back to the concept of bear land, for those who are not familiar with... Um, it doesn't mean grizzlies either. Uh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Well, it could. It's yeah. western, you know, okay. it's, it's Montana. Different spelling. By the way, when yes. we were driving through that area and yes. we had left Kalispell, you know you're in Montana when, sadly, it was very sad, uh, deceased bear yeah. uh, was roadkill. Yeah. That was sad. So, yeah, you know you're in Montana when... A little when, bit of body work yeah, there needed you go. on the vehicle <laughs> oh, that hit goodness. that. But uh, bear land, so when you're having... To, so I want people to hear this and kind of get this their head wrapped around. If you want to relocate, you're looking at what he just said, 100 to, I believe he said 300,000 for bare land. Now you're talking about needing to drill well, well and septic, which can, at least around here, you tell me what the price range is going to be. That can be thirty to $50,000 and then getting your utilities. So bare land is not just, yay, have a piece of land. Now I can... Do what I want. Nope. You've got, there's some infrastructure you have to put into place there. Can you talk about that a little bit, Jared? Yes. So the last time we talked to a well driller, they were hovering around $50 a foot. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The average well here, the road, there really is no average, but we have areas that you can go 200 feet. We have areas that you can go 800 feet and we have areas where they don't even suggest drilling. Hmm. So you might uh, want to check that out before you yeah. sign the, the documents to buy the piece of land, right? Ab- absolutely. And in fact, we uh, had a house we were showing the other day and we had to dig deep to try to find the well log. And it's a very small piece of property. They drilled three holes. They improved their water supply 50% and it went from two gallons to three gallons per minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the uh, the wild card. Is it relatively common for some of these parcels of land to have, you know, city water? Uh, That's what we would call it. I mean, some supply It could be a small well system, small. They're called Group B systems in Washington state. I mean, are there common alternatives to drilling in some of the parcels that are going to be out there far enough that people listening to this show would want to actually live on? Not really. If you're if you're in city or in a, some because we, we have our city keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh, you'll go by a hayfield and then the next day it's torn up and there's houses sprouting in it. Uh, that stuff will all be on a any water system. But as soon as you start building outside of town, you're going to be on your own well. You may get into a shared well situation where you're sharing it with one neighbor, uh, but you are pretty much on your own for for drilling a well. And that's one thing that folks that live in other parts of the country, they may not really ever think about. I mean, of course, there's city water. Of course, there's city sewer. And by the way, everything we're saying about water applies to a a little bit of a lesser extent to septic. I mean, not every 
piece of property perks, in other words, is percolates is suitable for septic and everything. Although it's, I think, much easier to solve septic issues than it is water issues. So it's something that, you know, if you're from Connecticut, you may never have thought about, and that's okay. Um, just, you know, have someone involved, a local person who knows who knows the issues, because um, that would be horrible. I would hate for any Prepping 2.0 listener to go off to Montana or anywhere else and then not be able to get water and sewer. I just, I don't want that to ever happen to anybody. So, so, uh, Jared, just, I, you've, you're a native Montana, and as I sit here, I hate it when I hiccup on my own voice, but we're going to hiccup on my own voice. <laughs> so if you had a person standing here in front of you that is a conservative, that wants to relocate because they're tired of living in a, a city, name the city, why, sh- why should they consider relocating to Montana? And what parts of the state would you recommend if you do? So Northwest Montana kind of has the the last best place, uh, of course, besides Alaska. Um, <laughs> you know, we just we just have everything here. We've got mm-hmm. some some great lakes. We have great hiking. We got a couple good ski mountains. We have Flathead Lake. You can do you can do everything you want to do here. We have a full four seasons, even though some people say we have six months of winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just you, you can do everything you want to do here, mm. and you know, right now we're we we we're leaning you know conservative. Uh, you know that changes uh, over time, but you can come here and really everybody wants to be left alone. Nobody nobody wants to move in and um, you know nobody wants to move in and be bothered by their neighbor. They don't want to bother their neighbor. They're not HOA freaks. No. And in fact, when, when I talk to people on the phone, they, they all say, I don't want to be in an HOA. Uh, and I have to tell them, well, your, your search that we're going to put you on, will have HOA in it because, uh, well, not HOA, but, uh, CCRs. Yes. Yes. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Covenants. Uh, yeah. Cause you're a lot of the places when you do subdivide them, and out here, our subdivisions can be rather large. And uh, subdivision is kind of a generic term. Is a lot of times you'll have to put CCRs in place, and they will be as light as uh, you have to do some some fireproofing. You have to keep some noxious weeds down, uh, and really that's about it. And if we take that out of the search, then that takes out a lot of properties. Uh, so the HOA and Homeowner Association lights. Shelby, I think you've got something to yeah, mention. Yeah, really quick. I want to mention a sponsor, and then we're going to take a quick break. Folks, check out our website at prepping2-0.com. Go over there and check out Mana Foods, prepping food, large quantities, bulk quantities of freeze-dried food, and, and including special dietary sorts of considerations. Uh and I wanted to mention, sorry to interrupt you, I wanted to mention Katie Armour, C-A-T-I Armour, an older sponsor. They're back now. That stands for Come and Take It Armour, Steel Body Armour. And they are available at katiearmour.com. And the coupon code is, for 10%, is GRANT. So consider and, that. And for New Mana Foods, the coupon mm-hmm. code is PREP. So folks, don't go away. We've got so much m- more to talk about on the other side of the break. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. 
body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for Come and Take It, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times, the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. (laughs) Coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Bold, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Shelby Gallagher here over at Prepping 2.0. We've been talking with uh, realtor Jared Savick, who is based out of western Montana in the Kalispell area. Uh, And he's a Montana realtor and relocation consultant. And we've been talking to him about what makes Montana so great. And so, Jared, I wanted to ask you, uh, what are the pros and cons of considering Montana over other states? So the, the the benefit of living in Montana over Idaho is the fact that you're living in Montana and not Idaho. <laughs> and what so do you I, mean by that, sir? <laughs> no, it's uh, just kind of a running joke between Montana and Idaho. I read uh, I read a guy the other day. He was saying I, I moved to Montana because I didn't want to live in Idaho, which geographically, North Idaho and Western Montana are, are almost identical. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, yeah. And so, um, and you mentioned the the general pros of Montana. Um, sounds like they're just they're just that. I mean, there's not individual specific things. I would add some things to what you said. Um, Montana seems to have good Second Amendment laws, and and you noted something, Jared, that's really important. And this is almost a pet peeve of mine with the preparedness community. So here we go, about to anger a bunch of people. But yeah, what the we heck? Have fans here, Glenn. I know, so be careful. I know. But so the pet peeve is. That some people, they'll, they'll say, oh, you guys live in Washington state. Why is that? You know, your governor's terrible and your gun laws are bad. And I'll say to them, yes, but where are you going to move? I mean, any state you move to, you're still in the United States. And if the Democrats ever win the presidency, okay, pause for effect on that. Um, then you're going to have federal laws that are going to be bad and they're going to apply anywhere. Now you're going to have sanctuary uh, state sanctuary counties in Montana and Idaho and elsewhere that are going to say we're not going to assist the federal government and I don't really see ATF going out you know to flathead Montana I really don't see that so I'm not saying that it's absolutely identical everywhere but you can't have perfection when it comes to the laws you want anywhere as long as you're in the United States and so you have to make where you are the best that it is so there's the rant that's over. But um, 
Uh, so good Second Amendment laws. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Also, one of the one of the big things we have is we also have no sales tax. Yeah. An income tax, though, right? Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. But, you know, I, I would rather pay income tax and my city county tax than spending them, you know, sending a bunch of money to the federal government. Because at least I, the stuff that I pay locally, I get to see the result of. That's right. And my, my understanding is Montana has. And by the way, this isn't the Montana Visitors Bureau that's sponsoring this show. I mean, we just <laughs> we, we just think that people ought to consider Montana and they should consider other places. But um, it it seems to me when we were driving through Montana, the roads were really good. It, it doesn't look like Detroit. You know what I mean? Where nothing works and stuff's falling apart. I mean, it seemed like a pretty squared away thing. I can tell you. The people were really nice, but that was true of northern Idaho and and South Dakota, too, and Wyoming. So um, I think the the people are all good. So there you go. Well, um, what are some things people should consider when they're considering relocating to a western state that they need to consider when they're making their decision? And and before you answer that, Jared, like. I'm sure you've watched people, and you mentioned it earlier, come from, you know, they're, they're Californians. They want to get out, get there, trying to escape the laws and, and oppression. Let's just say yeah. it there. And they're preppers, they're conservatives. And they ha- there's a process that you go through to, you know, finalize things in one state, move to another state. It's not just, hey, let's just, you know. So what are, like, when you answer that question, like pitfalls or things that people can avoid, I think that'd be really helpful. Things that they should consider when relocating. So a lot of people, when they when they relocate here, we'll show them three, four, five, maybe a dozen houses. And when we tell them, they'll they'll pull one up on the internet and say, "I want to go see this." And okay, that's thirty miles north of Whitefish and twenty five minutes off the road. Okay, yeah, we want to go see it. And so halfway to the house, they say, wow, this is really far out here. (laughs) And so if you have any kind of medical condition or you think you're going to be driving to work every day, you you really need to listen to your realtor when they say it's really far out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have some beautiful off-grid properties for sale that are at 6,000 feet and it'll say right in the description that you better have a snowplow plan or it's going to be a summer only cabin and people say yeah we want to live there and we want to live there full time and I have to explain to them that you you don't realize when it says win- no no winter access it means no winter access you you're going to need a, a real plan to get in and out of there right so yeah this is and I'm picking on Connecticut you know, drop the the Connecticut normalcy bias, if you will, that, you know, the city comes and plows things. Listen, listen to the locals <laughs> when they say this stuff. So those are some pitfalls. What are some other pitfalls to avoid? So you definitely have a an employment plan when you when you get here. Yeah, uh, because the the housing market is fairly high here. We're having a lot of out-of-staters who are able to sell their houses, come here with a good good chunk of change, and it is driving the market up. There is a lot of employment, but a lot of that employment is not does not pay well enough to get into a, a house that a, a Montanan would want. You're going to end up in town on a tenth of an acre lot in a, in a house. Uh, the rental market is is very very high, very busy. So have an employment plan when you when you get here. Hopefully you have a job lined up, or or you're just going into retirement. Uh, we do have some of those that sell their houses, and it's enough for them to retire and buy a small house. Excellent. Any any other things people should be considering when it comes to uh, relocating? What should they not not just pitfalls, but things to plan out? So the family sitting around the table, they got a map of the United States out. Hopefully, they have a copy of Joel Skousen's book, Strategic mm-hmm. Relocating, and they've listened to this episode. What are what are the agenda items on the family meeting you know list? Uh, probably looking at your looking at your kids and seeing what kind of school they need to be at. A lot of our smaller areas 
will have a elementary school, but no high school. So you'll get into an area, and if you have small children, it's great. It's a great student-to-teacher ratio. And then when your kid gets to high school, you're looking at uh, having them drive 20, 30, 40 miles to a, a legitimate high school. So that's definitely something to consider if you have children. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, and what would you also, because especially since we met you at a prepping expo, has preppers, has a person who's a prepper, I'm assuming you are, I'm, assu- I'm going to assume you are, Jared, I would think you are. What are the considerations preppers should have? Has there, has there considering not just moving to Montana, but moving anywhere? And I think about a number, and I've mentioned it several times, one of our previous guests mentioned, is that 20% of the population by his best guess and best estimation, which is pretty educated, I have to say, twenty mm-hmm. percent of the population is moving. So, as in a, some form in of the some process, form, in some form of the because they because of all that's happened, just twenty twenty, fill in the blank. As a prepper, what are things people should consider too, as they consider either moving to Montana, you know, Idaho, or just anywhere in general? What would you suggest as a as a realtor? Just have have your have what you want in mind before you start talking to a realtor, and then listen to your realtor because your realtor knows the area. And if there's a lot of north facing slopes, so up here, so if you're looking at uh, starting a little homestead, uh, you're going to want something south facing, and that really limits it. Mm-hmm. The yeah we. So right in Kalispell, also our, our weather patterns, Kalispell and Eureka tend to get a little bit more cloudy. So if you're wanting to go off grid, you're going to want to mm. get uh, a little bit outside of those towns. They've got some little different microclimates that definitely open up solar. Uh, fortunately, wind here is not a, a good power source, which suits me fine. Mm. The, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, for... Uh, once a person gets here, if they've not hunted before, uh, you know, we've got some, some fantastic hunting. There's uh, spring spring and fall bear season, turkey season, deer and elk season in the fall, and we have a whole bunch of lakes for fishing. So as long as a person can embrace the outdoors uh, and turn that into prepping with some, some canning or some smoking, yeah, they're, they're, there's a lot to offer them. Yeah, that's great. Hey, uh, Jared, um, any any thoughts to wrap this up? We still have plenty of time in this segment. What I'm going to do is say, hey, let us uh, know what other things we didn't cover that you want to get out. And then what we'll do is we will hop into this is rare for the regular show. We will actually start asking you some of the questions Patreons had. We will continue that in the after show, of course, but we'll at least start with that. So any other things you'd like to add? Uh, just be prepared when you get here that everything is going to be expensive. Uh, we have a lot of clients who come in wanting bare land. Well, they come in looking for their dream house. Their dream house is way over their budget. Uh, things that are in their budget don't meet their expectations. So they say, let's go look at five acres. They look at five acres and that's too expensive. And then when they look at... Uh, what it would cost to put a house on that. Our building supplies have just gone through the roof. Then they end up looking back at their budget. And for people that are coming here looking, say, uh, you know, the four and $500,000 budget, they better be, be prepared that that money does not buy the same house that it bought uh, back where they come Mm-hmm. So, and I th- tell me what you think of this, because I'm I'm one of these people that I probably watch a little bit too much HGTV, a little bit, a little bit of House Hunters, and you know, there's there's shows on there about how you can buy cabins and and cute little cabins off in Montana and Wyoming and Colorado, and and I think that gets I know I've watched that going, oh my gosh, that'd be a really nice. That's just way out, no way. Uh, do you think that there's a little bit of that? Uh, a little bit of too much watching HDTV when people come and talk to you. <laughs> I yeah, I think people's expectations are uh, are are often uh, just not in line with the with the current market. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's where a good realtor will will help you. But the you know there are little cabins off in the woods and they're great. But uh, you know if you have the pocket to pay for them, they're they're out there. But it's 
just not the not the average person can come up here right. at this point in time and buy that little five acres off in the off in the woods with the nice little log cabin and a stream running through it. Uh, that stuff was bought up a long time ago, and that that's bringing a premium right now. So it sounds like it is doable. Move to the west, consider some things. It's not as straightforward and breezy as you may have thought twenty, thirty years ago when there were all these mythical stories about. Montana cheap land and all of this and basically get somebody um, you or somebody else who can guide you through the process and treat it like it is which is one of the most important decisions you're going to make in your life do it right and it sounds like if you do it right things can turn out pretty well is that a good kind of wrapping to put on all that yeah if if a person's coming here with money uh, pretty much everything can be solved with money Uh, (laughs) If you're if you're coming here just trying to get your family out of you know out of your your communist state to to come <laughs> better life and you're both working just average jobs you're you're going to be in in a smaller house you, they are out there uh, but you'd be amazed if you spend two hundred thousand dollars that you're really not getting that much of a house. Mm-hmm. So it's not the panacea. Well, I mentioned that uh, that we will start up with the Patreon questions that we normally do in the after show, but there are so many good ones. I wanted to get them out. Before we do that, I wanted to mention sponsors real quickly. We have Backwoods Home, which is a great quarterly magazine slash reference guide. It's amazing. Uh, the episode of Self-Reliance, which is a related one, came today and I was looking at it. I can't wait to go home and read it. We put it on the coffee table. We save them. They have like schematics for how to build chicken coops and all all kinds of cool stuff and you can get six dollars off that with the coupon code six off and then our last one that we mentioned a little bit earlier because we use the product um especially on recording mornings like this <laughs> and uh, what might that be my caffeine addict's wife that i love so much oh we love these guys minute men coffee minute men is plural again you can go over to our website and check out any of these folks but minute men coffee they're they they have a special place in our heart these days not only because their caffeine is going through my veins right now (laughs) but they're a really good example of they have been deplatformed so many times by facebook that uh, it's it's sad because it's really given that company a hit, which is sad. They're great sponsors of ours. I encourage you to go to their website or go to our, our website and then go to their website. Um, and special blend. We have an mm-hmm. I Miss America blend. I'm drinking it right now. I love it. And I have to say this, uh, Minuteman Coffee was at the Prepping Expo mm-hmm. and was serving our blend and people yeah. loved it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, encourage you to go over there. If you use the coupon code I Miss America, you get 15% off your order, which is great. That's right. So now we head into a thing that uh, regular show listeners rarely get. But doggone it, there's so many good but questions. Th- but this is a good, like, I will this say this is a nice little teaser. So if you become be a, a t- if you're a patron, you get to kind of have a conversation a little bit with our guests, which is mm-hmm. great. And I'm excited about this because. A lot of people are moving, and they're yeah. going to ask some really good... Our Patreon yes, questions are, are just amazing. Yeah. Yes, they are. So here we go. Our first one, and we just read them in order. NJMICN um, asks or says, I'm considering a move to either the Carolinas, New Mexico, Arizona, or possibly Idaho or Utah. We're trying to mitigate as many problems as possible, weather, potential earthquakes or volcanic eruptions, water issues, Second Amendment difficulties. The book Strategic Relocation by Joel Skousen has been some help, but in light of the current nationwide climate, I would appreciate any input. I'm a critical care nurse, so relocation won't be too difficult job-wise. What do you think, Jared? Wow, those are all good choices. Uh, I mean, Arizona just flipped from red to blue, uh, so we'll see how that turns out. But uh, anything, boy, any of those are good. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to add to what you just said there. This is just my opinion. I think it's worthy to note. Yes, I I agree that people want to move. If you live in Southern California, if you live in New York City, if you live in coming to these deep, deep blue, you know, Chicago, yeah, move out. I mean, I think of (laughs) Matt Brack and Joel Skousen, location, location, move out. But no that you can't completely move out uh, and into freedom because yeah, because the blue, because those who run blue the bloom ideology they're working hard at flipping states they just flipped you made a good point 
flipped Arizona. They flipped Colorado. If you look at a map right now, Colorado is this blue spot right in the middle of all this red. They're working really hard on Texas. They're working hard on the Carolinas. So just know that you can't completely move yourself out of harm's way fighting, you know, fighting uh, liberals. I think is a good point. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you, what you think about that, Jared, but that's those are my thoughts on that. Yeah, and uh, in Montana, we've had an interesting history. We our governor always seems to be just the opposite of the the president. So we have a Republican governor. We tend to have a Democrat in for uh, president. But our fortunately, our governors have been relatively not necessarily too a friendly but they've not been uh too a uh defiant if that Mm. makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah and of those states um they're all they're all wonderful states i i have high regards for all of them i'm looking at the carolinas actually not the carolinas plural i would look at south carolina north carolina is is bluish it's purple at best um and so South Carolina, we know some folks, quite a few folks that live in South Carolina, and it sounds amazing, especially with uh, NJMICN's uh, vocation of being a critical care mm-hmm. nurse. Your money goes really far in South Carolina. And if you're making good money, and I assume you would be as a critical care nurse, I think you would have a pretty high standard of living. I'm a big fan of Idaho, uh, especially I'm only really familiar with northern Idaho, but I've, I've heard good stuff about the rest. Utah, I'm pretty unfamiliar with, so I don't really have any uh, opinions. New Mexico is amazing and beautiful. Bluish. Blue, yeah. And then Arizona, yeah, recently flipped. Plus in Arizona, if the power goes out, the water quits flowing, the AC quits, and you've got some problems. That's but, what a collapse looks like. <laughs> but right. there are great places in every state, and right. we are living proof of that. We found a place that is good in Washington State of all places. So... I don't ever want to come across as like, oh, you can't live in that state because that's certainly not it. Well, Max Miller asks, how do you mitigate large scale blue migration into your cities? That tactic turned Virginia and Arizona blue. So what's what would be a way Montanans, for example, would, if they can, mitigate large scale blue migration into places? I understand Missoula is pretty liberal, for example. Yeah, I don't think there's any way you can actually stem that blue tide. I think it's just a matter of time. Uh, the yeah, and as as realtors, you can't you can't really yeah or your 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 clientele. You can you put yourself out there as uh, this is who I am. I'm not I'm not trying to appease everybody. I'm going to live my lifestyle the way I want it. And if you want to be a client, then we're going to hit it off well. But if you know who I am as a person and you are the opposite and you choose me as your realtor, uh, we're just we may end up running into issues. And we try to be as professional as possible. Uh, but as far as the stopping the the blue tide, I just don't think it's possible. Well, and, and, and this is I'm not. I always jump in and I don't want to answer your question for you, but I want to add to the conversation. And that is, I think what we've all learned from this uh, fall of 2020 in the election season, <laughs> the the goal of the left is to overtake red areas and to and to flood and to cheat and to, you know, manipulate and and they'll do that. So I don't know if there's a way to undo that, but I, I would suggest if I could answer that question, if you are a conservative, go to those conservative places and don't sit on your laurels, get involved locally in local politics and boards and, and vote and 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 don't just think, oh, OK, sure, I've escaped. I don't I can, I'm in a politics I can relax. free zone because there are cows now. grazing out do my that. And we haven't done that where we've no. moved to. And I encourage you, if you're a conservative, go be you wherever you are. Yeah. Well put. And Tara adds to that thing that Max Miller said. She says, um, I considered this as well as I was born and raised in Virginia and is quickly gone blue. And recently, uh, almost in the city, almost all of it in the cities, 30 minutes from the state capital. I'm on five acres, kind of rural, but not very far away. It concerns me. And so then and then Jason D., One of the other cool things I should add about the Patreon questions is the interaction among Patreons. And Jason D says basically, hey, 
I'm in Virginia. You know, here's my email address. We should maybe link up and and do Again, some meetups. Again, the Patreon community is more of a community. It's a community. It's it great. Is. It is. Um, let's see. About three minutes in this segment, and then we'll go in the after show for reels with a Z. With a Z. Uh, Brian Mason says, how is the climate there for new people in a welcoming sense? Is it a place that will see such an influx of new people may become tense? You kind of alluded to this, but if you want to expand on this, you certainly can, Jared. So face-to-face people are very, very nice. Uh, when they when they get online, people want to cry and whine about the, the people coming in. And I have to remind them that the people coming in are the ones bringing the new services. Uh, we get a new restaurant every every month, uh, and it's not local money that's putting that stuff up. That's your your out of state money coming in. People trying to make a living, uh, offering new places to live, new things to do. So face to face, everybody's superb. Uh, you get a few whiners online. Uh, they like to complain about the people coming in, but they don't complain about the services that these people offer. Exactly. Wow. Very good. So, Jared, um, we got, we're going to, like we said, we're going to wrap this up a little bit. So where can people reach you if they want to reach you and either talk to you about relocation or talk to you about Western Montana? Where can they reach you? So our website is www.seizethedaymt.com. Uh, then my, my phone number is also on that if they want to reach me through there. So that's the, the best way. Or, or jared.savick at exprealty.com. Both of those will work. So, and your last name, I'm for, because it's not a typical last name. It's spelled S as in Sam, A, V as in Victor, I, K. Is that correct? Yes, perfect. Okay. One thing I wanted to add we've had um, a guest on, and I've introduced you to him, Jared. And that is Brian Domkey at Strategic Landscape, and he does, uh, Brian does analysis of parcels. If you've maybe selected one, you're looking at it, he can tell you based on, you know, water and gardening and security and alternative energy, if it's maybe a good place. You mentioned, for example, the the location or the direction some of the properties face, you know, that would be an issue. So I encourage you to look, go back and on prepping 2-0.com and look at some of the old episodes. There are two of them with Brian Domke of Strategic Landscape Design, because I think between Brian and Jared, you could get a and whole Joel lot. And Joel Skousen. And Joel Skousen. There's a whole lot of good background information out there. So I encourage you to look at those. So, as we always like to end this show with a famous quote from Benjamin Franklin, as we think as preppers, as we think about how we're going to prep for this future that is just getting crazier to think about it as, as moments go by, always like to remember one of our founding fathers, Benjamin Franklin, who says, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.